This Week in the 90s podcast. Hello. Hi. Welcome to This Week in the... The 90s podcast. Do you remember the name of our show? I mean, holy smokes. Well, I, I mean, I know we've only had three episodes, but I think you would know the name by now. I was just thinking that our social media is week in the 90s pod. And then I was like, oh, right. is it this week? Do I say this? But it is. Yeah. So that's what my concern was, Christopher. Well, get your old lady brain. <laughs> get the cobwebs out of there. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I'm Sarah Tiana. Hey, it's Chris Brockman. <laughs> did you just have a Red Bull? No, <laughs> I, I did just eat a couple bites of this chocolate cake you bought. <laughs> it's late at night. I don't really eat a lot of sweets anymore. <laughs> hey, it's Chris Brockman. I'm Kent Brockman. Everyone, when I was growing up, everyone thought it was hilarious that me and the anchor on The Simpsons had the same last name. And then now you... And now I'm a sportscaster-ish, and then, sort of. But you just came on the podcast like you were a morning zoo DJ. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. I know that like the show that I'm on, we start at 9 a.m. local time, and that's pretty early. Yes. You know, you know, I kind of wake up at 6 and with the baby now, kind of any time, really. <laughs> yeah. But, uh... Could you imagine doing one of those morning shows where you have no. to wake up at like Howard four. Stern? They wake up at four o'clock to, to be mm. on the air at six or seven. That's insane. Even though like we watch the Today Show every morning, like those guys are getting up super early. Yeah. It seems like a like a what's that uh, shift called the, that you well, were graveyard graveyard <laughs> graveyard because it drives you into oh, the my, graveyard. My brain is yeah. like fried because it's the end of the day. This, I we worked graveyard record. once. Yeah, I worked graveyard. Back oh, that's at, right. At back Target, day, yeah. right? Overnight. But, mm-hmm. you know, it was... Do you miss it? <laughs> every single day. <laughs> I stacked shelves, okay? I worked in the pet department. Right. I stacked all the pet food. I drove around in one of these cool little, like... That's before you even had a pet. I mean, you had your dog at home, but... Yeah, we had the we had the dog at home. So he was uh And what was his name? His name was Luke. Luke. He was still around. Yeah, he was still around. Okay. Yeah, this was cuz this was 2003. 2003. I worked over at Target. Yeah. Um Ooh, well, we're not talking about 2003. Oh, darn. Cuz I uh, want to kill myself <laughs> thinking about that. <laughs> okay, let's talk about it then so that you will kill yourself. Uh Not no, nice. No, it's not nice. Not nice. We are out. talking about my week. Okay, great. Which is August 23rd through 29th. Oh, baby. And my year is 1996. Okay, 1996. 1996, which is, right. I think that was the first year that you did, because you did the Olympics that year. Uh, no, I did 1992, the first year. Oh, okay. So anyway, this is August 23rd through 29th, 1996. Okay, great. Exciting. Where were you? Ooh, wow. Uh, let's see. So I would have been, let's see, 16 going into my junior high school, junior year high school. So I was probably, I were didn't, dri- uh, was I dri- driving yet? Yeah. So I would have been driving. What were you driving? Uh, the first car that I ever had was a, uh, 1989 Volkswagen Golf. It was like oh. super dark gray. Uh, my dad thought it was hilarious to put a, to get a vanity plate that was golf cart, G L F C A R T. 
Awesome. Okay. I still have the plate somewhere in a box of at my mom's you house. Because you don't throw anything away. But that's a cool vanity plate. <laughs> I don't know why you, uh, you would want me to throw that away. I've never even heard you bring it up. Oh, so the golf cart? Meant, if it meant so much to you that you saved oh, the, the golf license. cart was pretty awesome. That was a great car. I mean, if it's your first car. I um, yeah, I first car. I understand saving uh, the license Let's see. Your Did I car. have a real job? I didn't have like a real, real job. I think I was helping my friend Jason on the farm that he... Uh, With the hay? Yeah, hay farming. And we liked would pick uh, cucumbers and corn and zucchini and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we would also hay farm. This is in Maine. Yeah, this is in Maine. So I was probably uh, doing a lot of camps and summer sports back then. So I played all three sports in high school. So I was probably, uh, there would have been double sessions for high school football. So I would have been going back and forth to school. I actually don't think I had a car, to be honest with you, now that I'm thinking about it. Um, I feel like I was... 1996, yeah. So I feel like I was riding my bicycle back and forth to football practice. So I would wake up super early because our first session of the day would have started at like 8 to 10.30 or something like that or 8.30 to 11 or whatever. And then we would have an afternoon session. So I would – both parents worked. Yeah. So they were gone. So the only way I was getting to football practice, because we lived out in the middle of nowhere, we lived eight miles from my high school, mm-hmm. so I would have to ride my bike. So I would get Good up exercise. at like 6.30, ride my bike to football practice, have go to football practice, get my ass kicked, and then ride my bike home, <gasps> sleep all afternoon, ride my bike to the afternoon session, and then my oh. dad would pick me up in the evening. Oh, I thought you were going to say go to school then right i thought you were gonna say you rode home got ready and went back to school oh no 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 so i was riding 24 miles a day on my bike and doing two football practices that was easily the best shape of my life back then so i would go three ways i would go i would go back and forth and back and then he would pick me up in the afternoon session so yeah that's what we were doing back then that's a lot that was a lot that was a lot so august 23rd through 29th 1996 i would have just started at UGA, oh, freshman wow. year of college, living in Myers Hall in the dorm. Um, God, and I had this roommate. So did you, uh, was it a random roommate or was it someone yeah, you knew? Yeah, it was somebody that the school picked. Okay. And I remember she came to Six Flags to meet me and she was like super nice, but then like she just like never stopped talking. And I remember our room was like in the stairwell. And so everything what does that mean? echoed. Like, everybody would go up and down the stairs to get... Oh, you so know. your room was next to the stairwell? Yeah, it was, like, in the stairwell. So, like, there was, like, the stairwell that... The, I think Myers Hall is probably, like, six stories. Okay. And, like, there was a room in the stairwell, and then there was the door that led down the whole long hallway. Okay. And ours was, like, in the stairs, so we could hear people going up and down the stairs. Oh, my gosh, that sounds terrible. And Was it as big as our kitchen? Like, what was the room like? Yeah, it was like? a pretty decent... I mean, the one in the stairwell was a little bit bigger, and it had two windows. Okay. And, uh, you Was know, there a wall, or was it open? No, it was open. So, so, your, so your beds were just we in just the had same bunk, space? A bunk bed. A bunk bed. And two, and, and two desks. Okay. And then, like, a little mini fridge and two closets. A bunk bed. Wow. Yeah. Top bunk? Bottom bunk? What I do we was, got? bottom bunk okay. I believe yeah and um yeah I just remember she talked all the even when I was studying and I would like put my fingers in my ears <laughs> and she would still be talking I could hear her talking and I would have to like go into the study hall and I was like do you remember her name 
God, it, no. You don't remember your roommate's name, even though no, you hated her, I clearly? I keep trying to think of, like, her name, but it, oh, was wow. it was not, it was something just super normal, like Jasmine or Tiffany or something. Jasmine like. is not a normal name. Well, I don't remember <laughs> what it was, but, she, yeah, she was a very nice girl, but she just talked a lot. She just talked a lot, yeah. Where was yeah. she from? She was from Georgia as oh, well, okay. just like me, because, uh, you know, in Georgia, we had the HOPE grant, so... Uh, if you went to a state school w- at the time, Zell Miller was president, so he or he president. He was the governor, and he brought the lottery to Georgia, mm-hmm. which was uh, not easy because it's a Southern Baptist state. And like most of my sure. friends growing up, didn't have a deck of cards in the house because that was gambling. Oh gosh! And the Lord did not like gambling, <laughs> you know. So the lottery that well, was the gambling. Lord likes money, apparently. Yeah, but. The lottery paid for education. Sure. So if you had a B average and your parents made a combined less than a hundred thousand dollars, yeah, you got to uh, go. You got to go f- to school for free. Wow. And uh, whatever school you got into, whatever state school, as long as it wasn't private. Like Georgia Tech was private, so it wasn't going to pay for that. But it paid like sixty percent or something. Oh wow. Yeah, and and then you got money for books, like uh, literally a check made out to me, and so we would always use that for like beer. We never <laughs> used it for books. Right. Uh, anyway, so I was starting my freshman year at Georgia. Amazing. And um, I don't remember any of this stuff that, that went on because I think I was a freshman in college and definitely was not watching the news. Yeah, probably so, not. Did you even have a TV in your room? or like We had a TV because I remember I was doing the news, Housing 12 News. Oh, I, okay. I worked at the news station on campus, but I did sports. I covered the baseball team and the basketball team. Got it. So, yeah, I was not. Wow. Yeah, I know. Uh, so Crazy time. It's August, so different back then. That was pre-internet 96, right? We had the internet. We just didn't have... Um, yeah, we didn't have like the the internet like we know it now. Like there was well, like sure. research and en- search engines and stuff like that, right. but it wasn't as vast. Lexus Nexus was like yeah, the big thing. Like, it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, okay, August twenty third, nineteen ninety six. Okay. Osama bin Laden writes the Declaration of Jihad on the Americans occupying the country of the two sacred places. <laughs> And what? calls for the removal of the American military forces from Saudi Arabia. So this was like a really big deal. This was like his first like real act of aggression okay. on America. Um, so in '96, he declared basically he declared war against the United States, um, and uh, he he did not like. You know, I don't know if you know anything about uh, Osama bin Laden. Do you know anything about his backstory that he grew up like the son of a billionaire? Oh, you know what. Maybe that that vague sounds. So he was Saudi. Familiar. He yeah. was a uh, he was Saudi Arabian. He was born in Saudi. His okay. dad was like a contractor, construction like a billionaire contractor or whatever. Oh wow, okay. And so he grew up, you know, super rich, super and privileged. Rich. His um the irony. Yeah. So okay. Um, I'll just read you this. It's, this is just like basic stuff from Wikipedia. Despite okay. the assurance of President George Bush to King Fahd in 1990 that all U.S. forces based in Saudi Arabia would be withdrawn once the Iraqi threat had been dealt with, by 1996, the Americans were still there. And so he was like pretty upset, but bin Laden was, that like the Americans moved into Saudi, I guess. Uh Bin Laden's view was that the evils in the Middle East arose from Americans' attempt to take over the region and from its support of Israel. 
Saudi Arabia had turned into this American colony, so he issued a fatwa against the United States uh, and uh, entitled the Declaration. Da, da, da. And uh, so he, I guess Saudi Arabia, he believed was like a holy place because it was part of where the one of the two big mosques was. Okay. Uh, when you think of Mecca and Medina, anyway. Right. Uh, so he issues this whole thing and that kind of like sets off, um, it just sets off like what becomes 9-11, you know, uh, So it gets the wheels in motion, later. Yeah, it's the yeah, wheels yeah, yeah. in motion. It's the beginning of his basically jihad, like his, his rise. Okay. And, uh, he, uh, he moves to Pakistan and he takes over Afghan airlines, um, and he's just kind of like shuffling arms and weapons around with the airline from like different places Jeez. and stuff. Yeah. So, um, and he, uh, let's see, um, he, uh, cash opium and arms through the United Arab Emirates in Pakistan, as well as provided false identifications to members of his network. Um, so yeah, he was born Saudi to a billionaire father, and then his family disowned him in 1994. So that was like <laughs> kind of like a big deal that like I definitely did not realize or know about because we didn't know who Osama bin Laden was in like 1996. That's not something you learned about in high school for sure. No, I mean, I think Bill Clinton uh, at this time um, he he was actually being prosecuted by Bill Clinton at this time because of. Uh, and a, a bomb that he set off in Africa, which they figured out was from him, but Got and it. like, and maybe part of the f- like part of the conspiracy for the first World Trade Center bombing, but um, nobody really knew who he was and and stuff like that. So anyway, that's how this week started. Jeez, I don't remember anything about that. I think the first uh, the first time you'd ever heard of that dude, for, especially for me, and maybe probably a lot of people, was after nine eleven. Right. And then he suddenly became the face of this American tragedy. Yeah. And so it was like, got to kill this dude. Like, we got to find this guy. He's the guy that did it. And then, wait, was Iraq involved? Right. They were all working together. So let's just take them all down. Right. Like, that kind of just became, you know, essentially from September 12th, 2001 until... Oh, 2011. Yeah, I was the, I was there. They killed. Him. I think they got him in Ju- June or of 2011 or July, because I went to was Afghanistan. Was it 2011? I went to Afghanistan right after that, 2011. That's I where remember I, where I was when uh, when they announced that we had killed him. Uh, I was with <laughs> I was with two buddies at uh, Cabo Cantina at the end of the Washington Boulevard in Venice, and we were just there. It was like a Sunday, I think. And uh, I had just gotten off of work at NFL Network, and we were just hanging out, and I was just on Twitter, and it was like, it just broke that we killed Bin Laden. And I'm like, oh, man, like, this is huge. Like, hey, uh, DJ person, bar manager at this <laughs> shitty Mexican place that's all over Southern California, we've got to turn this crap music off and put the news on. Right. And the guy's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, we just killed Bin Laden. Obama's right. about to speak. We've got to turn this on. This is a huge moment in our whole lives. Right. 
Yeah, and, uh, it was a really big deal. And they did it. They did it. The guy turned it all off, and we washed it in, the, in this crappy-ass bar. Oh, May 2nd, 2011 May, is yeah, when we May, got it. Yeah. And I remember because we had we were already booked to go to Afghanistan and Christina Pajitsky. So I, I put together this like all-female tour of comics to go to Afghanistan. So it was me, Christina Pajitsky, and Jody Miller. And then Tom Foss was coming with us uh, because Tom had been on a zillion and uh-huh. and I had been on a zillion. So like uh, we were all just going out there together. And so he was going to kind of host and like present us or whatever. And so Christina texted me and was like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> they got Bin Laden because we were more than prepared to go to Afghanistan knowing Bin Laden was still out there. Like when I went to Iraq in 2005, Saddam was still alive. We had just captured him, but wow. he was still alive. Right. So I was like, oh, I'm going to be going to Afghanistan when Bin Laden is there. Like that is insane. And yeah. then, you know, they catch Saddam right before I go and then they kill bin laden right before i go to afghanistan you're the good luck charm <laughs> I, I was like i think the next year i went to um africa and i was like that coney fucker better watch out you know what i mean like it was it was just insane but like it was insane so yeah in 1996 no clue who no clue who osama bin laden was right. i don't even think that was on my radar you know i was so focused on t- you know, yeah, stu- stupid high school football. Yeah, I was you know? just focused on getting into college and st- like moving away from home and just like yeah. starting some adult life that I thought I was going to have. And in the, uh, during that time, we didn't have cable at my house. So, you know, we just had a couple of channels. And so, you know, we would watch maybe the Tom Brokaw every night yeah. at six the or whatever. Yeah, the nightly news. I never watched the morning news. No, no, no. Like I always watched the nightly news. And we always watched NBC. We're big Tom Brokaw fans. And so... uh that's all I watched. And then maybe I would get into school early and um, I would read the new, read the morning, just kind of browse the morning paper just to see what was going on. And then that kind of yeah. was that because like, we didn't have uh, we didn't have Internet at my no. high school in 1996. Like, no, no I way. didn't even really start reading the paper until I started doing stand up. And I would wa- read USA Today because like. On the second page of USA Today, there was always a state-by-state. Yeah, they had like a little blurb about each state. A blurb, like a two-sentence news story, and I would try to write a joke about as many of those as I could. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's funny. Unless it was something like evil, like a death or something. But like, yeah, Bin Laden was just like not on my radar. Yeah, no idea. I, I put this in there because to me it was the beginning of his real reign of terror. For sure, for sure. And um. And I just like for me, because I, you know, I've done so many shows for the military, it it just like brings back all these memories of like us being in Afghanistan and me being in Afghanistan. And even though he was in Pakistan where they ultimately killed him. Yeah. And it's so crazy that you were over there while these whole wars were going on. Yeah. Just seeing everything, hearing the bombs go off, getting shot at. Yeah. <laughs> Flying in Black Hawk helicopters and C-130s and. Apaches. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a little surreal, yeah. I'll have thi- to show you the documentary yeah. they made about it one time oh. because it's called We Love You, Mrs. Bevins because uh, my friend Danny Bevins went on the very first trip that I went on and he made a documentary for his mom. Called, and like every show he'd have everybody go, We Love You, Mrs. Bevins. You oh, that's know, so like, funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been a while, obviously, since you've done that. Like, Do you think about those days ever? Of course, yeah. yeah. That's why I have the Iraqi dollar, like a uh, dinar, yeah. like sitting there uh, in the living room. And every time I see it, it reminds I remember where I was when I bought it. I like at the which Haji Mart I was at. Yeah. 
I yeah, remember it's weird that. for me seeing Saddam every single day in our house. Like, it's kind of strange. Not gonna lie, I mean, I oh, he's a beautiful man. I just like having his picture. Great mustache. <laughs> that's three episodes in a row with a mustache <laughs> reference. All right, so that's. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to give Osama bin Laden. Okay, so, so that's how the week started. Jeez. Yeah, and this is how the week ended. The week ended with the divorce of Princess Diana and Prince Charles. <laughs> Man, you got a fun week. Really fun week. <laughs> so this was just where the divorce was finalized. Like right. they, they had, had been, been separated right. they had for been four years for a while because they both had extramarital affairs. Public appearances. Yeah, it was a very heated, contentious divorce, and uh, yeah, didn't Charles get uh, kind of written out? Right. Uh, he, no. Because he got divorced, he like couldn't become king or something. No, he could become king. Are you sure? Yeah, he can. He's going to be the king, and then William will be the king after him. Oh, okay. I uh, thought it was like he couldn't be king, and it was just going to skip him and go to William because he no. got divorced. <laughs> no. I thought that was a real thing. Uh, yeah, probably would have been you know back in the 1500s or whatever. But oh. it was it had to be approved by that's why it took so long. It had to be approved by the queen, and then it has to be approved by the government. The divorce, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I think like the House of Lords or something like officially <laughs> like said, okay, England is so stupid. I know. So <laughs> like, yeah, they have ancient. a queen and a king, but they have zero power because they traded all their power for money. Like hundreds and hundreds of years yeah. ago, and then they have like House of Lords and House of Commons. Like, get over yourself. Wigs like, and Tories. I have no idea. No one gives a shit about England. I think anymore, I wrote that know? joke this week about like the there's just some cat retired from Parliament, like an actual cat. And I was like, all right, England. Like, like what are we doing? Uh, not that our political system is any better, but it's no. Um, but come on. Yeah. So apparently. Um, it was a really heated divorce. Like Diana even like uh, accused Prince Charles of getting his assistant pregnant, and the and the the assistant uh, aborted like the future king, or you know, like uh, like part of the royal. Jeez. Yeah, and she ended up apologizing. Oh my gosh! A uh, uh, Diana actually apologized for it, you know, saying, but people still think it's probably pretty true. Um, the divorce is finalized August twenty eighth. And she received a settlement of 17 million pounds. Wow. And 400,000 pounds per year thereafter. Oh my gosh. And they both signed confidentially, confidentiality agreements. Um, so uh, the biggest deal was that she went from being Her Royal Highness, the Princess of Wales, okay, to Diana, Princess of Wales. And when you lose the HRH, which was which Prince Charles was like, she has to because the Queen was like, she can keep her Royal Highness, she's the mother of the future king, right? Right? And then Charles was like, no, absolutely not, you have to strip her of that. And so she became Diana, Princess of Wales, which means she had to curtsy to her own children because they are. The royal, you know, his royal highness. Oh my god, Prince William, his royal highness. Just petty rich people <laughs> yeah, shit. Just like, like super come on, dumb so dumb. That's shit. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, nobody cares about your stupid rules about titles. <laughs> like, get over yourself. But could you imagine? This isn't 1058 to bow AD. Every time Cage came. <laughs> Like that little brat, you're spitting up all over yourself. I'm not bowing to you. 
but that's what the that was why Charles wanted it. He wanted her to have to be to feel demeaned humiliated and like humiliated and, yeah. in front of her own children what and a like scumbag. and then Prince William like famously told her like don't worry mommy I'll give it back to you when I'm king you know and um you know unfortunately Ugh. she didn't um she's didn't survive but anyway that was like uh, a really big deal but because she was the mother of Prince William um, she was still given all of her royal privileges, so she still got to live in the house, and she still got to, you know, like go right. to all the all the events, events and like and shindigs and like. I'm sure she had I think she still got the security and stuff, and stuff right. like that. Um, no, she actually had to give back a lot give of the jewelry, the jewels, oh, wow. not all of them, but like a lot of them. And so, but like Kate Mills, you know, like Prince William still like obviously like holds on to Has like a bunch most of, of that stuff. Uh, him and Harry, and so. Megan and Kate have like worn a lot of her stuff from right. the past, and and it's so funny now that like Harry and Megan are like, we don't want nothing to do with this anymore. Well, can you blame them? You can see how petty no, and ridiculous no, no. Totally, it all I is. Totally don't and, like, and if you're Harry, you're not going to be king unless something. Well, you've been adamant about Harry not getting married forever, and like, oh yeah, so <laughs> totally stupid for Harry to ever get married. Really, really dumb. But <laughs> why? What do you mean? Why you're the prince, and you're not even going to be king, so you have you have no pressure of ever having to have any responsibility your entire life. <laughs> so you just get to be a prince. It's like Prince Andrew. Like that guy's. Oh yeah, what a role model. To well, look no, up what to. I'm saying is, is that like not take out the scumbag part, but like you mean the pedophile part. Yes, that part. <laughs> take all of that out. Like in theory, Prince Andrew had it made. He didn't have to do anything. Just don't get in trouble and you have the greatest life ever. You're a prince and you get to be rich right. and do whatever. You don't have to work. You can just fucking play golf and like do cool shit your whole <laughs> golf life. Golf is the first thing you say. <laughs> golf and the, over there is, your ama- life is, is amazing. You your life is mean? a vacation. You have to go and like cut ribbons. Your life and, is like... a party. You, you're, you do grinning grabs all over the world. You're super, you don't have to worry about anything. You have security. You have top flight of everything you've ever wanted your entire life. I don't think it was, I don't think it's as glamorous as people feel. I mean, just because I watched The Crown, I don't think that. It doesn't seem that glamorous when on the show The Crown. <laughs> And so Harry was like, oh, cool. I'm just going to marry some American TV star. Not even a TV star, just like some chick on a USA show. Like, he didn't even marry like Jennifer Lawrence or anything, <laughs> anybody cool. Like, you, you know? know that Megan's not cool. You've never met her. She doesn't look very fun. Let's just put it that way. She looks fun to me. I don't know, man. Let's do a Twitter poll right now. Do you think Meghan Markle is fun? It's going to be resoundingly no. And so, like, <laughs> Harry Harry could have just, like, been this amazing prince bachelor his whole life. I don't know. I think Harry's because kind of he's, fun and cool. I don't see him marrying someone who's not fun and cool. But he'll be hanging out with cool. He could have been the Leonardo DiCaprio yeah, of now, the royal family. But now he gets to hang out and, like, not have, like, this scumbag persona of just, like, banging chicks. He could, He definitely is, like, a guy that wants a family. You know who wants to just hang out and bang chicks? Well, William. William. All right. <laughs> That's why. Talk about your father's son. Oh, yeah. And not only does he look like monkey Charles. Monkey see, monkey do. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, I mean. Yeah. But again, no one gives a flying F about the British monarchy anymore. So it's like they're inconsequential. They have no power. They don't do anything. It's just for show. And they're like sell tabloids over in England. It's stupid. <laughs> F the Brits, 1776, suck it. Suck it. <laughs> wow. Hard stance. Oh, my anti-redcoat stance? 
God, you're so controversial. Give me liberty or give me death. You've never liked coats I'm, I'm going that back are red. You, years. You're more of a green coat or I'm a black more, coat, like a pea coat black, kind of guy. Yeah, more navy. You can't hate the, the Brits that much. They did invent the pea coat, which you love. I do love that look, too. And I always wanted to be called a Commodore. I feel like that was a Britain thing. Like the British Navy. Oh, I thought a Commodore was just a, in, a guy in the Navy. Like a, but that's like the British Navy. It's like like they were number one forever until... You also love scarves. You like to wear... You, you <laughs> could be a true. scarf guy. That's true. You've Maybe been wanting to become a robe guy, but like... Well, that's just because of Tony Soprano. <laughs> <laughs> I want to like have a long driveway, and so I can like waddle down to the driveway to get my newspaper and my robe. The newspaper comes here every Sunday. I don't... I think I've seen you go get it once. Well, I don't have a robe, <laughs> so it's like not cool. And like, you know, and we're in our driveway, we don't have a driveway. It's just like a little walkway that's not very long. All right, keep going. <laughs> okay. So uh, I'm going to give you just some entertainment that started this week. Um, on August 25th, the Steve Harvey show debuted. All right. On the WWWB. Uh, wait, no. On the WB, that sounds about right. Oh, and and then on, on August the CW, maybe it was CW. CW. Yeah, and then on August twenty sixth, seventh heaven debuted. I've never seen that show. What's that about again? Jessica Biel. I've heard. Oh, Jessica Biel. That's was where about. she got. You didn't watch that? No, but I just said the Steve Harvey show because we watch Steve Harvey I'll on Family Feud every night. That guy, Steve Harvey, needs to be protected at all costs. Like he is a true American treasure. This guy, Family Feud. Arguably the greatest game show ever. Arguably. I think so. It's I up mean, there. It I mean, I've been watching it a long time. I used to watch Family Feud uh, with my Richard, grandmother Richard w- way back in the Dawson. day. Post Richard Dawson. Not, not with Richard Dawson, but the guy, uh, the guy who was after him. And it's great. Louis Anderson? <laughs> not Louis <laughs> Anderson. The other guy, Ray something. Uh, Ray Combs. Ray Combs. And, uh, yeah. Uh, I loved him, and there's been a, you know there's been a bunch of people kind of in the middle where it kind of did its little dip. But now with Steve Harvey, we're just oh, back on the rise. Steve Harvey, like he is, I feel like he can. He's so funny. Racism. He can do no wrong. I think he, yeah, he can do no yeah, wrong. Steve, by the way, Steve, if Steve Harvey ran for president, that's somebody I think I could get behind. Absolutely. I don't know. Only, he could fix only all of our ills. Flaw in Steve Harvey is that he's a Browns fan. <laughs> but that is uh, but his that's own like not his fault. Yeah, that's a personal that's thing like that he has to deal with. That's like just something that he's gonna have to get over. Right, he's gonna have to rise. It's not up something I overcome. can really hold against him. No, because if you're from you know that part of Ohio, you just it's in it's ingrained in you. You root for the Browns, yeah. and you know that they're gonna suck. It's just kind of the thing. Yeah, it is. That's just who you yeah, are. Yeah, Steve Harvey is great. We love Family Feud every night. The number one song this week was Macarena. No way. <laughs> Do you remember how that goes? Oh my gosh. Can you do the Macarena? Um, um You know how it goes. I don't it's it, is it up? It's down. It's up. Down. And then up, over, over. Up. One, two, three, four. Shimmy, then, shimmy, 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 shimmy. It wasn't like a down, like down here. All right. <laughs> and they tell me my name was Macarena. You tell me I can't do that because we're on YouTube. We're not. Yeah, I don't want to. We're not. We're. Oh, by the way, that's such. If we get banned for my singing, then that just tells you how great of a singer I actually am. So I don't right. think we're in any danger of getting so, banned. But yes, wow, one of the worst songs of all time. 
I mean, I feel like Macarena. Biggest one hit on, wonder ever? As someone who used to DJ high school dances and bar mitzvahs like in the early 2000s, Macarena was like one of those songs that you could put Go on to? at a wedding and everyone would get on the dance floor. Everyone would it. get up and do because it? if people like, first of all, no one knows the words to Macarena. No, no, no. Hey, Macarena. Hey, That's the only part you know. I... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that part. Uh, it's like uh, uh, Despacito, right? Right. Uh, <laughs> That's the only part you who know. Who sings Macarena? Uh, Los, yeah. That's a good, I thought you would know. I can't believe you don't know. You don't. Los Del Rio. Nope. <laughs> Jack Del Rio. They're related to Jack Del Rio, former Raiders head Very coach. Very closely related. Uh, yes. I, I would have never got that. Uh, I do remember when that song came out, though. Yeah. I, I feel like that. you did the Macarena on the cruise that we went on. Ooh, really? <laughs> or it played and you just did the electric slide to it. I Listen, can't do that either. dances of any kind are really good to get people out on dance floors because if people feel like there's a dance that they can that with set moves that are super easy, then right. they don't feel uncomfortable. Sure, it's sure, like how sure. you, whenever you have people dancing, you have to play songs that everybody knows because if they're singing the words, they forget they're dancing. <laughs> okay. Or, or are those like DJ tips. Yeah. yeah, and like yeah the yeah. lights have to be lowly. Like it has to be dark. Right. Cause then people don't want to feel, it's like a comedy club. Like you don't want people to see you. Sure. What you're laughing at. It's the same on a dance floor. You don't want people to see you the way you're dancing. You just feel like it's a little bit more private. Is that the number one one hit wonder of all time, you think? Oh. It's up there. It's up there, but I don't know. Whatever I'm sure Los Del Rio has a lot of number one <laughs> We just haven't gotten to 1997 yet. Uh, That's funny. The number Macarena. one song in the UK is Wannabe by the Spice Girls. So that hadn't come to the United States yet? No. I think it was just number one over there. Wow. Uh, the, uh, m- number one movie released this week was The Island of Dr. Moreau. Whoa. <laughs> you remember that one? Never saw I it. I think that was Marlon Brando's last movie, right? I think you might be right about that, actually. And you know who else was in that? I don't. Is that Leonardo DiCaprio? Is he in that? I don't know. I never oh, saw. I, I ne- thought it was Val Kilmer, but you might be right. It might I be never saw that movie, but I think you're right about, uh, it being Marlon Brando's last movie. Yeah, I feel like I that. That it, no, sounds Val Kilmer and Marlon Brando. Kilmer, yeah. Um, what is that about? It's about it's like the sci-fi movie and like it's almost kind of like um, Lord of the Flies. Like there's, oh okay, they go to this island and then they, they it they think it's full of animals, but the animals are actually people that have been turned into animals or oh, robots or something. And so is Marlon Brando like the crazy weird scientist guy? Yeah, interesting. And then. I personally love this movie that came out this week. It was called She's the One. Do you remember this movie? I've heard <laughs> it of it. It starred Jennifer Aniston, Ed Burns. Eddie Burns. Ed Burns. It was um, Eddie Burns, two weeks in a row. He's yeah, two weeks in a row. He directed the movie. It was the sequel to Brothers McMullen. So it was like oh, him I and um, uh, that other guy. It was Amanda Peet, Cameron Diaz. Okay. So, yeah, so like it. John Mahoney okay. and um, I gotta say, uh, let's see, ninety six. I uh, just turned sixteen. Wasn't going to the movies much back then. They had like it had one of my favorite <laughs> one of this funny line from I it, I just always remember that was like um, uh, Mahoney his who plays Ed Burns' dad says like because uh, it's all about like them cheating on their wives and girlfriends with each other and oh, stuff okay. like that. It's like a 
and uh, it's about the British royal family. <laughs> yeah, Mahoney says uh, she seems like she's from one of the islands, and Edburn says, "Yeah, Rhode Island." <laughs> uh, I don't know why it just always made me laugh. <laughs> but what the coolest thing I loved about it was that the entire soundtrack from the movie was written by Tom Petty. So it's an in- oh, that his whole album is cool. that movie. Yeah, so it had just like this great soundtrack. It kind of reminded me of, like a Cameron Crowe movie where oh, like. Okay. You know, like he picks out the soundtrack and then he makes the movie. Right. And uh, I think it was kind of the same. So that kind of came out this week. But then I found this other site while I was um, while I was looking up stuff. I was trying to do like a a deep dive and I found this site of uh, all the patents and trademarks that were filed. Oh, yeah. So you were talking about this earlier. Yeah. Or whatever. What's my week? August 23rd through 29th. And literally there are thousands. I was like scrolling through them for hours last night. <laughs> but I found some cool ones and I... So these are patents that companies... Trademarks that they filed this okay. week. Okay. So they it's not when this product came out, but this is when the trademark for oh, the okay. product was filed. Got it. So this week, Carabas Grill. You ever eat oh, a Carabas? Yeah. Delicious. <laughs> Uh, okay, they filed for a trademark. Big Lots filed oh, for a trademark. Wow. Uh, Mont Blanc. Oh, that like the watch company. Got it. Uh, the University of Kentucky, who was already around, but I think they just filed a trademark for like their clothing line and like to start selling like okay. I don't know. Um, Verissimo, the espresso machine that they sell at Starbucks. No I'm idea. sure you don't know that. Nope. You don't, don't drink coffee. S- I know. Super weird. Yep. Such a deal breaker, but that's okay. Um, the Sundance Film Festival fired for some trademarks this week, even though they... Were they, no, were they, they started thing? in 1978. Oh, but okay. like That's Robert, uh, Robert Redford, right? Redford, yeah. But then there were some other ones that I thought were really interesting, and I just wanted to tell you the name of it, and then you tell me what you think they... <laughs> what I think the product yeah, is? Yeah, what okay. you think the product is. All right. What could go wrong here? Well, like, here's an example. Okay. Cedar Key Sweets, 100% farm-raised little neck clams. So they're what they're filing for are farm-raised little neck clams. I'm giving you an example. Okay. Okay, this is another one filed on August 23rd, 1996. Fossils. Fossils? Yeah. How do you spell it? F-A-U-X-S-I-L-S. Are they, like, like fake windowsills? No. Fossils. Fossils? No idea. Fossils. Like fossils? Yeah. Like like fake dinosaur bones? (laughs) Yes. Is that really? Yes. (laughs) Novelty (laughs) items comprised of simulated slate and sandstone slab fossils, namely miniature unicorns, dragon hatchlings. This is so dumb. I looked it up to see if they were still around. Are they? If I could buy one. They have a Facebook page, but it doesn't seem like anybody's oh like really used it. That's hilarious. Um, Bobby Wieners. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like a hot dog? Nope. Like a hot dog company? Nope. It's actually the name of a person. I'll give you that hint. Okay. What do you think Bobby Wiener sells? He sells um, banana hammock underwear. <laughs> he sells cosmetics. Can you imagine talking, uh, hey. putting Bobby Wieners on your lips? Hey, can you pass <laughs> me that uh, 
uh, Deep Rouge, that Bobby Wiener cover up, that Bobby Wiener face conce- concealer. Can you just pass me some of that Wiener concealer? <laughs> what? Wiener concealer. <laughs> that sounds like something you would need if you were in like transition. <laughs> it sounds like something like like porn actors yeah, use. Yeah, like. yeah, like something like a Jenner would use. Okay. Wow. On August 26, 1996, this company filed um, a patent called Tongue and Chic. <laughs> tongue and Chic. What do you think they sell? So Tongue and Chic, uh, they sell um, they sell uh, uh, tongue piercings. <laughs> Close. They sell me- medical instruments used for cleaning the inside of the mouth. But the wow. company is owned by CV Lingerie, so I'm not what? really sure what this medical instrument <laughs> that cleans the inside of your mouth, like how legitimate. Yeah. It's a, but it's a kind of a good name. It's eight inches in silver and vibrates. <laughs> but because the chic, it's C-H-I-C. So like it's cool? Tongue like it's a fa- and chic. Like it's a bedazzled uh, tongue depressor? I don't know. <laughs> Imagine going to the dentist it's, and they're like, It's mm. scented. Yes. Get out. We are using a a sexy drill. I mean, think about all the time that was wasted by someone filing all these patents. Yeah. Okay, this this is another one. Papa Chubby. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry to my parents who I know are listening, but it's P O P A. Papa. (laughs) Papa Chubby. Papa. Um, uh, wow. Okay. Uh, is that like a, uh, like a knockoff Popeye's? Like they sell fried chicken or something? No. Papa Chubby. I have no idea. It's a company that does vocal and instrumental performances. Like a karaoke type thing. That makes no sense. How does that have anything to do with singing? What? Uh, the, there's a company called Smoke Smart that <laughs> filed a patent. And so they like uh, you like they build your campfire and you do smoke <laughs> signals if you're stranded out in the middle of nowhere. Smoke Smart is an apparatus for puncturing holes in cigarettes, <laughs> which I don't understand. Wait, so how you can so smoke. they become less cancerous or something? <laughs> well, if I take out some of the tobacco. Uh, you won't sound like one of Marge's sisters on The Simpsons. <laughs> Smoke smart. Oh, you gotta get wow. it. Okay. It's diet cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Man, okay. I think you would like this one. What do you think pooper putter is? <laughs> okay. This Poop. is literally what I was going through. All right, pooper putter. Is this yeah. what you do when I fall asleep? <laughs> <laughs> you're on your phone in bed and I'm falling asleep and you're looking yeah. up trademark. Mm-hmm. Uh, so pooper putter is a, uh, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, a miniature golf course, um, where the balls are, uh, rolled up and hardened dog feces. <laughs> no, no. Do you want another guess or do you want me to tell you what it is? Uh, uh, pooper putter is, uh, when the dogs themselves are playing miniature golf with their own poop. <laughs> How can you play miniature th- golf with your own poop? Does that have nothing to do with golf? Is that what, is that it what we're It does have at? something to do with golf. Oh, wow. I don't know what it is then. 
Okay, the pooper putter is a hand tool in the nature of a golf putter, so it's shaped like a golf putter, but it holds a plastic bag and it picks up the dog poop. Wow. So it's like a pooper scooper, but it's but a pooper putter. in the shape putter. of a putter. <laughs> so you, so I can like work on my stroke while I'm picking up. I, I can I can get the proper alignment while I'm looking. <laughs> Would you use that if I got you one? Absolutely not. I haven't looked up. There's no way that still exists. I haven't looked up. Um, yeah. There's sorry. no chance I can buy that at Dick Sporting Goods. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's all I had. Amazing. Oh yeah. Sorry. So those were like just some of the past. I mean, that was just two days. Wow. I, I didn't even get to go through all of it because there was just like way too much stuff. And our listeners are worse off for you not going through all of it. <laughs> <laughs> but I found that website is called Justia. So if you're ever bored and you just want to see like what, I'll post some of the pictures of it, but Justia, J-U-S-T-I-A. Do yourself a favor. How on earth did you come across this site? I was just looking up like i just typed in like archives like this day like certain days and then i thought i was going to get newspaper archives and then that's what came up i got these patent this patent website and i was like oh just let me take a glance and there's like 19 pages on friday august 23rd (laughs) i was like oh my gosh so apparently a lot of people file for patents on fridays and mondays but like the other days yeah imagine working at the u.s patent office and like having there was what? one guy. And you're just going through like, and I think these also, will never work. Well, one guy trademarked 18 different weed names like Sativa, Indica, Kush, you oh. know. And I was like, does this guy own weed? <laughs> you know? And I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't really I know. But it's like, then you have places like the University of Kentucky that like files for a patent and you're like, but they've been around for yeah. Shouldn't they already years. have this? They just hadn't trademarked their logo, or maybe they changed their logo and they, oh, they wanted have to, like, to reapply, reapply for updated. the trademark or something. I like guess that, that makes sense. The same with the Sundance Film Festival; it became international, I think. So oh, then, like, interesting. Yeah, then they have to refile. So anyway, anyway, there the big story was uh, Princess Diana, and then I just kind of had to find a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, so no, uh, no, no big sports stuff or anything. Yeah, really it was just like baseball season was just going on. Yeah, I couldn't the Olympics really find were any. over, right? The Olympics had were just kind of wrapping up. You know what I mean? Got there it. wasn't anything like cool happened. No, on those days. Yeah, not that I could find. So maybe maybe somebody can tell me differently if something cool is going on. So. If there was anything on uh, between August 23rd and August 29th, 1996, please let me know. I feel like I was going through driver's ed then. I feel like I waited a while to get my driver's license for some reason. Yeah. Now that I think about that it. That was post-Atlanta Olympics, and I yeah, was right. like, yeah, that was that summer. Yeah, because that was Richard Jewell, and like that was yeah. like when I was like at the bombing, but we, we left right before the bomb went off. That's a story for another time. For another day. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> okay, great tease. job. That was Thank fun. Thank you. Episode four in the books. We made it. A Good month. Job. We made it. Look at us. We haven't killed each other. And the baby, I think, is asleep. Yes. So we weren't too loud. You just jinxed it. Don't say that. I'm not jinxing any. Until you say the jinx thing, that's what jinxes it. No. Look, there's no such thing as a jinx. Jinxes <laughs> don't exist. Then why do you say it? I don't if know. There's no such it's thing. It's just something to say. Because I want you to get freaked out and think that you're the problem. That <laughs> It's just mind games. 
I'm glad you're admitting that. Okay, that's going to do it for this week. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you follow us on all the social media uh, at Week in the 90s Pod. Yeah, at Week in the 90s Pod, Twitter, Instagram. Send us photos of you during that week. Uh, if you have any questions or you want to send us something to say, like, here's what you should do for this next week coming up, or if you just have any random thoughts, uh, we also have an email, Week in the 90s Pod at g- gmail.com. Yep. Yeah, we'll and do a mailbag at some point, yeah. but uh, let us know what you think. We're open to all comments and suggestions. And like I said, uh, like Sarah said, if we miss something, certainly let us know. Yeah, if you have any other ideas, things that you want to hear us talk about on the podcast that we're not addressing, like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, this just we're, let us like, know. we're just kind of doing research on the fly and just kind of looking back at to what we remember from those days. Yeah. Like I said, we're 15, 16, 17, 18, you know. We're in our teens. We're in our teens back then, so the memories are a little hazy because it was so long ago. But yeah. certainly a real fun time, and it's fun to look back and uh, reminisce about these fun times. So thank you for listening and watching, and we'll see you next week. This week in the '90s podcast. <laughs>